0: This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Of all these opinions, this is the one that continues to blindside me, dumbfound me, gobsmack me, thunderstrike me.
1: blasphemy.
0: Absolute blasphemy.
1: Okay, it's happening.
0: Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm!
1: This is the Overreaction Podcast. I am Chase. With me, as always, my man Cody. You had a solo run last week. How are you doing this week, my friend? I'm
0: doing I'm doing much better this week. I missed I missed my man. I missed my main man on the other side of the mic. It was uh, it was cool doing a solo pod, but it is definitely a lot more difficult when you can't kick it back to somebody else whenever you have those brain freezes. So, couple of post couple of post edits that I had to fix up. Definitely trying to remember some player names, but I, I think it went well. think some people enjoyed it, trying to just get back to an overreaction pod. But Chase, we were in a series, but... Before we really get into the series that we were going through, which is kind of this carousel going into 2024, do just have to ask, one, I hope you enjoyed the week off that you just took on me right out of the blue. I've got one of those in my pocket now, which is pretty pretty nice to have that I could just pull that one anytime. That just don't have internet tonight, man. We can't get on. And you can just got to do it solo. But do have to ask, how was the Thanksgiving break? Hope you enjoyed it with you and your family, man.
1: I appreciate that yeah, it was good man. I got got to see my my older and younger brothers. we got the whole family together for the first time so we got the you know uh, the cousins together, I guess so uh, my kid and their kids it was the uh, first time we've had everyone together all in the same building so that was a, a great time a little chaotic of course whenever you get kids oh, yeah. involved but uh, it was a blast, man. Uh, happy to be back. Happy to be doing this. Sorry, I missed last week. The The internet issue was not planned. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a, a, a mystery. How was your your Thanksgiving, bro? Uh, unfortunately, I
0: am down in Texas and my family's all yeah. up in Missouri, so I can't make it back. But I've got some friends down here who I've been doing Thanksgiving with for the last couple of years. So got to do that. Got to you know hang out with some people that I don't normally see all that often. It was a good time down here as well. Hope everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving as well. But now since all of the week the last week of no bye weeks for a little while we've got two more hell bye weeks coming up but some people yeah. in week 14 are in their playoffs and a lot of bio a lot of week 13 buys that we're coming into so hopefully y'all are getting prepped for those but that's not what we're going to be talking about we're not even going to be going into the overreactions of this last week because we do have this carousel episode and really chase this is a good week to do this because i don't have too many takeaways there wasn't too many injuries that we really have to talk about not too much happening really over this last week of football so glad to get into the qb carousel this week
1: yeah, thankful for, for the minimal injuries, thankful for, for you and, and, for, and for all that you have done for us in this show, thankful that the Monday night football game is over because that was just brutal. Uh, another Justin Fields slugfest. So we'll get to to talk about him as well a little bit. But yeah, no it's time for the quarterback carousel. Uh, we did this episode this time last year kind of talking it out, thinking through about what what kind of strategy you want to take it, you know, looking at the quarterback position going into the future year. Um you know, we've had crazy amounts of quarterbacks starting. I think it was 66 in 2022. 66 starting quarterbacks in 2022. We had 54 so far in 2023. Yeah. So you know, this is definitely something that needs to be top of mind. It's it's the starters are great to think about. Situations that are that are kind of up in you know, up in the air. Maybe there's going to be some competition, and there's definitely some teams that need a quarterback so bad. And two of them played Monday night. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll dive in there. I mean, do you want to just touch on the, the the quarterbacks that we got sure things for right away? Just kind of get them off the rip. There's no point in talking about them really.
0: Yeah, we can run through the ones that these are the stable, staple quarterbacks in the NFL currently right now. We're just going to go down the list here. That list is going to start off. Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen... Mahomes with the Chiefs, Herbert with the Chargers, the Bengals have jo- Joe Burrow, Ravens and Lamar, the Panthers with their rookie Bryce Young can't see them moving on from him. Although some people in in Carolina are probably calling for it, that's not <laughs> going to happen going into next year. Texans got future. MVP CJ Stroud Ooh. potentially. I uh, don't think that's in the cards yet this year, but he's playing awesome. The Colts have Anthony Richardson hopefully coming back and playing a healthy season in 2024. The Jets will have Aaron Rodgers back for 2024 as well. The Browns are stuck with Deshaun Watson to much to the chagrin of a lot of people. Jalen Hurts with the Eagles is locked in, and then Russell Wilson with the Broncos is also under that contract that there's no way out of. So those are the ones that were really locked into, and then couple of guys that we can talk a little bit further in detail here with extensions that will still be with their teams almost guaranteed in 2024 too
1: yeah so we'll, we'll dive into those as we go through we're going to go through division by division we just wanted to kind of hammer out the ones that were you know there's just no point in talking about them those those guys are locked and loaded you know for fantasy purposes obviously if you have those guys you feel pretty good for the most part there's a couple at the end there that maybe you're like uh eh, rogers watson russ like maybe you don't feel awesome about having them on your team long-term, but uh, you know, Rogers, if healthy should be a starter next year, Russ has played well enough, you know, and improved. He's going to be a starter next year. Deshaun Watson will start next year for sure. Uh, just a, uh, you know, as long as he's healthy, but yeah, for the rest of them, they're, they're all locked and loaded. There's, there's other ones we will touch on as well, but let's get into the NFC or the AFC East. Let's start there. Let's start with the East and then we'll go West. And, really it's the Miami Dolphins. This is a team that you wanted to kind of talk about with an extension. We have Tua Tagovailoa who has had his ups and downs. He's had some you know extremely efficient, very good games and then he's had some, you know, I don't even know what to call them, just kind of mystery games. Like first time I've ever seen him overthrow a wide receiver was on Friday and that was kind of wild. I, I never thought I'd see Tua overthrow somebody with all of that arm strength. But, uh, you know, he is up for extension. They've done well. That's a playoff team right now. What are your thoughts on Tua long-term?
0: Yeah, so a lot of the quarterbacks, you know, in his same draft class, the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts, they already picked up their extensions this last year, right? So the this class of 2020 quarterbacks that's been very good for us, obviously with the concerns of the concussions last year, Tua, you know, saying that he didn't even know if he was going to continue playing football at some points throughout that time not really opportunity to give him the extension that he probably, you know, he he's shown that he deserves this year within this offense. I don't think that there's any question that he will be going into next year with extension talks surrounding it but it could get a little bit ugly like if this is a team that kind of like with the Lamar Jackson situation where they didn't give him that long-term extension before he started playing out that fifth-year deal what does that look like for Tua I think this organization loves him I think the pairing with Mike McDaniel is a really good one and so I think that they'll get this extension done over the offseason but start to pay attention to it because it's something that because of the situation last year couldn't get done and it might make it a little bit messy going into this year but I don't have any concerns about this one not getting done just kind of a conversation that a lot of people haven't really been putting out there that Tua is up for this extension and it should be done this offseason but hopefully it doesn't get messy like we've seen some other situations get to
1: yeah I feel like it's more or less uh, about how long is the extension and how much. Um, so I think that, that'll be the big mystery for, for Tua. Is he going to get a nice five-year extension like all of the other big-time quarterbacks? Or is he going to get a three, maybe four-year extension with a little bit more front-loaded of money uh, to try and you know make it also a team-friendly deal because of the health concerns? But I feel like Tua is locked in in Miami. They they have a good thing going. They do have some salary cap things that they need to figure out this offseason. But uh, as we all know, the salary cap is a fictitious number now. So they'll just maneuver money the way they need and Tua can get a deal done. but. Uh, that is definitely one to watch for an extension. Either way, he's still locked in for for next year. Um, So yeah, that's just going to be the conversation about um, whether or not he's going to to get that long-term deal. So moving on, we have two teams that I feel like could use a quarterback. Um, You did talk about the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers. And yes, Aaron Rodgers, if healthy, will be the starter there next year. But I do think it's time that they just you know, wipe their hands clean of that, uh, that Zach Wilson situation. There are, they've already moved on from him. Basically when you, when you start Tim Boyle, there's no going back anymore.
0: Yeah. I think it's now his third time getting benched throughout his rookie deal. Um, there, yeah. yeah, there's, there's no going back anymore. The team's moved on. They've lost complete and total faith in him, unfortunately. And I just, I hope you can find, you know, that role somewhere else, but what does that really look like can you even keep him around on the team or do you just cut bait and say we're just going to eat the dead cap it's a little bit more of a cap salary cap situation not knowing exactly what they're what that looks like going into next year but i think you have to you almost just have to kind of clear the raw clear the locker room, even though there's not really going to be anybody calling for him to start. I think it's just better. And even even trusting him as a backup right now with Aaron Rodgers being coming off the Achilles, we'll see if he ends up playing actually this year at all. It doesn't really make much sense for to me for him to try to push it to come back this year for what is now basically a lost season outside of a 99% chance, I believe, of them to make the playoffs anymore. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I think they need to do something though. I don't even trust him as the backup right now. So you need to do something better than Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, and Zach Wilson to back up uh, old, old Aaron Rodgers here coming coming into twenty twenty four. Any any concerns there? Any anything about Zach Wilson potentially going somewhere else that you even really care about? I mean no. honestly no. A, a low level backup somewhere else like it's it's a guy that I've complete I'm going to completely cut bait with if I have a share left remaining out there I just missed him because uh, I should have cut him all this last week. He
1: he might be on a roster somewhere but uh- I, I don't want to roster him in fantasy, even in like a 50 deep league. Like there's just no point in having him at this point uh, in time. I do think the jets will draft a quarterback where they'll bring in somebody uh, worthwhile. I'm not sure if they'll draft anyone high, but maybe a, a second, third round or someone that's a developmental quarterback that can learn from Aaron Rodgers for a year or two. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers loves feeling that, uh, that backup pressure, you know, it ha- worked with Jordan love and, you know, he went out and won two MVPs and kept Jordan love on the bench. Um, so maybe, maybe they just do the same thing in, in New York, but, um, I think that'd be the only thing and it's not going to be anything significant. So I just would kind of monitor that backup situation because I do think that it's a high leverage kind of quarterback. Uh, if they had a decent backup in New York, I think we'd all be happy to have him right now. In uh,
0: or if they had an offensive line at all, um, you know, that yeah. probably that probably help as yeah. well. So, again, like you said, uh, they could draft a quarterback. Don't think it's going to be round one, though, because that pick definitely needs to be spent on a line unless they spend one hundred and fifty million dollars also on their <laughs> offensive line this offseason.
1: Yeah, no, they they definitely have. Uh, they've got some work to do, I think, salary cap wise they're they're doing pretty good for salary cap space so they do have some money already for next year i think they got 31 million dollars uh in in available space currently so they can always make more so watch out for free agent signings that that situation should only get better obviously aaron Rodgers going down made this an abysmal one and and same thing with the offensive line being atrocious so um yeah that's pretty much it there the only other team there in the afc east is going to be the new england patriots and man oh man uh we all had hope for for Mac Mac Jones and and hoping that Bill O'Brien was going to come in and make the situation better. Still doesn't really have any weapons to pass to, but I don't think they even know who they want to be quarterback. Like it's Bailey Zappi, it's it's Mac Jones. I, I feel like the locker room has been lost. It's just a just an absolute cluster of a situation, which I don't think anyone really would have thought of with a Bill Belichick led team to be this dysfunctional. I
0: mean, your quarterbacks just aren't likable right now. Like he, Bailey Zappi is a little bit more intrigue, but like nobody on the team goes out there thinking they can win. And whenever you have that, just wh- whenever you don't go out there with a the thought that you can even win a game because of the quarterbacks that you currently have right now, like Giants go out and they actually think they can win with Tommy DeVito, and the Patriots go out and they don't think that they can win with Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones at the quarterback room right now. This looks like one that's going to be a complete overhaul. Uh, maybe they, maybe they're able to keep one of them around, but just kind of like a Zach Wilson, Mac Jones seems like a lost cause here in here in the Patriots system. Unless everything gets overhauled and then he just keeps gets kept around as backup, they're going to need something. They're going to be drafting high. Currently, third in Tankathon order right now at two and nine look like a lock to be a top four pick right now. So. I mean, they they've lost now to the Giants and the Commanders in the last couple of weeks as well. It, it's it's rough seeing in New England the rough that I in my conscious life have never seen the likes of. So, I love it.
1: It, <laughs> you know, I just after all of the great years the Patriots have had, like it's only fitting that they're that they're down there. But uh, <laughs>
0: it it feels like a rookie quarterback, though. I don't I don't see any sure. reason. It, it seems like a whole fire sale. We're going to burn it to the ground. We're going to completely rebuild, whether that's with Bill Belichick or whether it's you know end of the Bill Belichick era, which is shocking to say in the Patriots Patriots era as well. So do think this is a prime position for one of those quarterbacks? And I think you are talking about it the first as we bring up one of the teams that could draft one of those. Quarterbacks, you want to go into the six or so quarterbacks that we really think matter here for this coming draft class
1: let's let's save him for the end we can look at look at tankathon and see which ones there are i do think that new england is locked in for for a rookie quarterback i do think mac jones could be the backup there just because of the contract situation you know just no point in like cutting him unless they can trade him and get some sort of like recoup, some sort of value on him. That'd be the only way I see him around like, right. Something where, where he gets a fresh start and, and the the Patriots can use that capital on some, you know, guard from Montana state university and, you know, turn him into an all pro Uh, something like that could happen. But, uh, but yeah, no, we can, we'll dive into the rookies here in a little bit here. We'll just kind of touch on, touch on some of these teams. So that's the, that's the AFC East. Let's go into the NFC East and just kind of look at uh, really Eagles locked in Cowboys. I feel like that's, that's a done deal. Like it's going to be Dak Prescott. He he needs an extension. He has one year left on his deal. Uh, so he's going to be, you know, around for 2024, but it feels like with what his perfor- performance has been over the past few weeks and just the season as a whole, that Dak Prescott's there long-term. I don't, I don't really see, I mean, is there anything, any reason to really touch on Dallas as well?
0: No, just another guy, obviously, with the Trey Lance at the beginning of the offseason trade. Um, (laughs) There's going to be there's going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of hype about maybe that Trey Lance. I know we were talking a lot about that contract situation with Dak Prescott, that maybe they brought him in to put a little bit of pressure on Dak Prescott to maybe not be able to renegotiate the contract as well and all of that. And then Dak came out here and he's playing at a borderline MVP level, at least the past month or month or so he's going to be the quarterback for 2024. They were talking about giving a contract extension before the season even started. I think they get that one done in this offseason as long as nothing falls apart over the next 2 months here with this team, 2 or 3 months if they, you know, end up going that far. So it's there's not really much to talk about here. Trey Lance is just a yep. backup maybe until it, he's, he's a high leverage backup just in case that gets hurt, but it does look like we're on the path and trajectory for Dak Prescott to be getting an extension this off season.
1: Yep. Uh, so then the, the other one we'll touch on here is, is Daniel Jones. Um, obviously he got hurt. It was not a good year. <laughs> that line was bad. He was bad. The wide receivers weren't good, but, but hey, if Tommy DeVito's is out here, uh, throwing three touchdown passes, I, I guess. I, I maybe it was more on Daniel Jones. Big mystery there. Just a, an absolute cluster. But he is he is going to be around next year. That is for sure. There's no doubt about that in my mind. He's he is around. We've got what 36 million dollars guaranteed. Uh, next year. And so his dead cap hits 69 million, like they're only out is after 2024. So it'd be like 2025 year, they could potentially cut him and save some money. Um, but even then he's got, I, I think like 22 million in dead cap and that's pretty affordable. So that the, that situation, I think is a possibility that they bring in a backup quarterback or, or competition, but I don't necessarily feel like they're going to be using a quarterback in the top five or pick on a quarterback in the top five. I don't even know if they're going
0: to be picking in the top five. True. (laughs) They're currently in in this four and eight cluster and they're winning games right now. So I don't even know if they're going to be into that top five to be able to even pick a quarterback unless they (laughs) want to mortgage future draft capital. They've already had the organization coming out and saying that Daniel Jones is going to be here in 2024 as well. They've not backed down from that at all and said that he's probably going to be at least on the team in some capacity, although they were going to look at addressing quarterback in some fashion. It's just as daniel he's probably going to be in a little bit more of a competition maybe with another vet something like that but i don't see how i mean obviously like you said you're not getting out of the contract unless you want to eat two years of dead cap which i don't think they're going to do that either i think this is going to be a situation where daniel jones might have a little bit more pressure on him from a backup something can we you know can we get like the Jacobi Brissett type in there does kind of just feel like that's Tyrod Taylor, what he's been though, and then why why would you do it with Tommy DeVito playing like he's been? It could easily be where we're just rolling back out Daniel Jones and you try to get him a little bit of offensive line help and maybe another slot receiver weapon that'll help him out next year.
1: Yeah, no, I think for – that's kind of the way I see it. I mean, if anything, I hope Tommy DeVito wins another game or two. And then Daniel Jones buys uh, DeVito a house so that he could finally move out on his own. Um, because to,
0: man. he's living life right now
1: because dimes would, would, you know, secure his job for a little bit longer. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, no, I, I do think he's going to be around for fantasy purposes. Like I, I've been a big proponent of Daniel Jones. It was not pretty this year. I'm not, panic selling for thirds he's going to be the starter next year unfortunately he's just an asset that's you just he'll have start to start games next year you have
0: to, I, i'm not locking him in as the yeah. starter but he's he'll start games next
1: year he will be the starter week 1 and i think that is all that matters going into the year like he will be the starter week 1 they they're going to bring in additional talent i'm not really worried about them bringing in anybody that's going to take his job i mean i guess i shouldn't say i'm not as confident injury. with you with, with the, the injury with exactly I, yeah, yeah yeah that's that i yeah, guess they, that's the trick
0: they, they've got to bring somebody in it'll be somebody that has a legitimate shot to show out some stuff in in the early portions of training camp at OTAs and otas and stuff like that i i'm not as sure locked in that he's going to be a starter week one i think he'll start games but i i'm
1: not giving him a guarantee that he's. i'll, I'll pump the brakes on that too i'll pump the brakes on that because yeah like looking at the kyler timeline kyler missed you know Half the season, and t- depending on how the Giants look and and how well you know Dimes recovers, um, yeah, maybe not week one. That was a little ambitious, but little uh, he more. will be the starter. He will be the guy that I feel like is he's not going to lose his job necessarily. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. I'm just not totally panicked on him. I think as a dynasty asset, you have to you have to hold. Like there's there's nothing you're going to get today or in January that's going to make it worth your while to say you know what I'll move to, I'll move Jones for what a second would you take that's a second probably, for that's probably about it i mean if you're if
0: you're flush enough and you need the pick and you need the assets you can but i i think he would get i think there's a path where he i i think there's a good enough chance of a path where he gets back to that level of assets so i'm um, i probably wouldn't but you um, and i treat quarterback a little bit more strong
1: handed <laughs> than some That that is fair that is fair i mean maybe maybe the time is to liquidate and use that asset to to accumulate something else but um yeah the last team here is going to be the commanders and i don't even necessarily want to even get in a contract it, you know i know he's on year two of his deal sam howells looked good for fantasy purposes he's been out there slinging the rock 50 times a game because that's what B enemy wants to do but i think this is more or less a cleaning house situation that i fear for washington where that that whole regime is gone they're going to bring in somebody new they're going to be drafting in the top five they'll they'll find a way to get a quarterback i just don't i don't have the confidence that sam is going to be the starter long term i do think he's going to be a high leverage backup or you know at least have the competition um but i have legit concern for for sam Howell.
0: i actually don't at all i think he's Ooh. i think he's almost guaranteed to be 2024 starter Really? I, I I do think that there could easily be a cleaning of house. I don't have any faith that be I don't have any faith that B enemy is the is like the next up head coach if they yeah. do fire Ron Rivera, which they've already came out basically everybody it's like worst kept secret in football that they're not going to fire him during the season, but he's guaranteed to be fired after the season. So it's going to look different, and I don't have any faith that it's going to be B Enemy stepping into that role. But I do believe like he's the passing yards leader right now. Now I know that's on a. Stupid amount of attempts, but I I don't I don't think that they're going to completely bail on him. I do think that like new owner Josh Harris, I think he's going to try to bring in somebody. They're going to try to bring in somebody to build around Sam Howell right now. He's still in a rookie contract and he's playing well enough. He's playing well enough. You've sacrificed everything on defense as well. I'm gonna I I would I would put a pretty good percentage chance that he's 2024 Week One starter.
1: Interesting. I mean, and I and I do get that. I know the the numbers are there statistically, um, but I just don't think it has been good. Like he's just. I know they're a four and eight man. team.
0: You need you need a little bit of growth, but you've only had one year in a system. Obviously, you're going to be learning a new system more than likely if you don't make the enemy head coach and use that same offense. But I I, I don't see that they're moving on from him.
1: I. I and it's possible it's very well a possibility but i don't think there is a chance in hell that he is the only quarterback that is going to be like there's going to be competition that could be a first round rookie could be an early second round rookie because they are going to be drafting very high i don't think it's just a easy open shut like we're gonna roll out here with a what fifth round quarterback i mean yes again i know he's 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 had flashes and i think if anything the enemy sticking around would actually benefit him because he's familiar with that offense. He's comfortable. He's like, he's been in the system enough to, to know and, and, and kind of execute the way the enemy wants. But if he has to learn a whole new system, I don't know, man, I, do, I don't know that Sam Howell's just going to just walk in there day one and be the starter. So I, I, I could see it though. I can see it. I can paint the picture, but I I have legit concern that that's going to happen.
0: I could, I'll i give you that it could be somebody better than Jacoby brisket. That's all. I've okay. Got.
1: Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. We'll move on here to uh, let's get into the, we have a, several divisions. We still need to get into here so that we can give you kind of where we're at. So the next team up is going to be, let's go with the North. Don't need to talk about the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns. It's the Steelers. That's it. So we got, we got Kenny Pickett and Yes, we know contract situation is fine. Like he was a first round quarterback. But Kenny Pickett has looked friggin' awful. Yeah. He just looks so bad at times. But hey, first game
0: week. first game without Matt Canada in yep. what was it, 58 games, 58 games under 400 yards and the first game without Matt Canada they go for over 400 yards got Muth I, involved I don't i don't know where i'm actually at on kenny pickett at all like i'm, I'm like 50 50 split down the middle of if he's locked in as a starter next year or not i think it depends on how he plays out these next six games
1: i think he is i think he is one more year one more year i don't know that they draft they're not going to draft anybody high enough this is a playoff team right now this is a playoff team and at this point in time if they're going to be a playoff team, they're not drafting someone in the first and be back a second. You're going to have to move up to to probably grab one of the, the six we'll kind of get into later. I just think that this is the, his team for one more season. They're going to get a different offensive coordinator. They're going to give him a chance. Game one looked, I don't want to say, I mean, it was better. It, was, it wasn't It wasn't like he was night and day different, but it did look better. Um, I do think I'm so happy that canada is gone. So happy i just, oh, they are too i don't know how that guy gets another nfl job based on based on that performance but uh but yeah no i i don't feel the i just don't know where it's going to come from you know you, you think they're going to draft somebody you think they're going to bring in a free agent like where would the pressure come from i mean i guess trubisky was it they're going to bring in another trubisky type Jameis?
0: That that's kind of where i'm going that's if I think that's actually Trubisky's on a two year deal there as well from this offseason, yeah. if, if you want to look up that. But I do think it would be through a free agency. Like, could they bring in the Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield if he doesn't resign, Gardner Minshew if he doesn't resign? Dobbs, Winston, like that's that's the type of guy that I think would go in there and try, depending on how these next six games go, because if it falls apart and goes right back to where it was with Kenny Pickett, who's only had a two touchdown game once in his career, I think, over the first, you know, almost two years now that we've seen out of him. Yeah. I I, I I think I want to, and I think they still want to see more out of Kenny Pickett. So, can you get somebody better than Mitch in there? But I, I'm with you that I understand why they'd roll it out there for another season. But I'm still giving, I'm still giving a lot of credence to what this next six games looks looks like because it is truly on him now. Like we've done everything that we can to rectify the situation around you. Now, now you have to go out and show that it was just because you're offensive coordinator and not because you're not very
1: good at football and we're overdrafted because it was a god awful draft class. Yeah, so it, it, he did sign, Trubisky did sign a two-year $14 million deal. Do you remember that. And so uh, he's locked in at a little, right, locked in, quote-unquote. Uh, he's he's there technically. He's, he's a body unless they cut him. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's kind of the way I see that situation as well. I, I could see if he's awful, just abysmal that they could consider it, but I don't think it's going to be any worse than the Canada era so uh, they can move on. We can move on and just check out what's going to happen in the NFC North because we do have some teams here that desperately need quarterbacks. Let's just start with a, with your favorite team uh, to crap on and that's going to be the Chicago bears. There yeah. I had, I had to throw that in there. I, every time you talk about Chicago, I have to throw it in. So Justin Fields, Hey, you know what, what a stat he's had three game winning or comeback victories. His two
0: game two game winning drives now after the game winning yeah. drive against the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football game winning drive there i think he had one in like his first game ever in the nfl and then another fourth time comeback win again one of the first couple weeks that he was in the nfl so he's now got three in his seven win resume um Doing doing very well, obviously not not my favorite player. And uh, it didn't look like he was the uh, the favorite of the offensive coordinator either, because I think he threw two passes over 10 yards the entire game. It was a uh, screen and run the ball fields the entire game. Oh. I mean, it, it looks like they're having to put put so much help like they can't run a true offense. Because they know the limitations of him down the field passing, like it kinda of, it just to me i don't know how a a play caller goes into a game with that game plan unless he's just hindered by the ability of the quarterback there's no reason for that to exist in the NFL unless you literally just have no faith of a downfield passing game, and I think that that's what we're seeing right here he's oh, yeah. he's he's fun he's electric on the field, but good God um Hey, he, he he did hit that wide open wide receiver to seal the, the field goal at the very end of the game. He did do it. So got to give credit where it's due. He's still electric on the ground in front of the line of scrimmage, but most of his passes aren't even going in, in front of the line of scrimmage right now. So this team is going to be drafting with two probably top five picks here because of the one of the worst trades we we there's a there's a serious contention that the san francisco 49ers did not make the worst trade in history with the trey lance trade anymore it's probably going to turn into the carolina trade for bryce young if caleb williams turns into anything more than bryce young ever does so they're gonna have to they're gonna have two top 10 pick or two top five picks more than likely and the carolina one looks almost guaranteed to be the 101 and if that's the case they're taking caleb I don't care. Like they're, they're taking Caleb. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: Yep. No, no debate there. I, I don't think it's even a question. I think they're taking a quarterback. I think they're locked in top two for sure. So even if they are number two, I think they're taking a quarterback. It could be Drake May. It could be Caleb. That's a wrap. So my question for you is, and and I, and I want you to try really hard, really hard, to put your Justin Fields bias aside. I'm going to do the same thing here. Is there a world where Justin Fields gets moved and he could be a starter in the NFL again? Or is he most likely just going to sit there and, and quote-unquote competition? I mean, I just... I, 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 yeah, you're, I'll you're let not, you answer that.
0: In the best scenario that I can lay out, I don't know how you trade significant enough capital... What the Bears are going to want, and then, I I, then I don't know how you rely on him to bring him in and only have what now two years left, be forced to pick up his fifth year option as well before you ever see him play a game. Try try to figure out that whole situation. Basically, like Jordan loved this thing as it's currently sitting right now. I don't know how you want trade the capital to do it, and then rely on him as the only quarterback and have to force yourself to make that decision along with the trade, it could happen. And I I think he could get traded. I think there's enough potential that teams will see in him and what what the ability has. Does it happen? I don't think so. And if it does happen, I think he's still going into a competition and it's not his job to just walk in week one.
1: Yeah, I think if they're taking Drake May or Caleb Williams, there's no shot. They're keeping another first-round quarterback. As his backup like i just i just don't see that happening and that's where like it's tough for me to like envision feel and fields wanting to sit around for it either like i feel like he'll want a fresh start get him out of there get him into a situation the the only thing is where he's going to go is going to be an open competition it's not going to be a locked in job like you just said but it's also going to be probably a bad team again <laughs> there's not going to be a situation where he's going to go in and it's like oh yeah we got a we got a quarterback competition it's going to be a bad team looking to acquire a quarterback for cheap and just hope and pray that they can develop him or, or give this young man the the tools and the skill set to succeed in the NFL. And that's the gamble. I think people are are going to try and take, or the NFL teams are going to try and take, I just have a tough time seeing him being okay, sitting behind the number one or number two overall pick and just riding it out there in Chicago. But I could, it's, it's very Chicago of them to do just to make him do it. So, um, I've got the Patriots,
0: the Giants and the Raiders or Patriot Patriots, Falcons, Raiders, maybe Giants. everybody's favorite one is going to be the, everybody's favorite one is going to be the Falcons because of what they can do in that offense. And then you have to say Um, to yourself, Arthur Smith is still going to be the head coach in 2024. Do you really trust that after everybody hates him as a fantasy football mind, even though I think uh, he's still decently as a head
1: coach, but. I was just about to say, is like all my Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts fans out there. Are like, Hey, do you really want to see the Falcons throw the ball 12 times a game and then run it 80? Like they're just going to hand the ball off to Bijan, to Algier, to, to CPAT and, and then run it with fields. And that'll be their run game. Like that'll be their offense.
0: It'd be, it'd be the one cause the Falcons are still good enough. And the, yeah. the NFC South of absolute midland, none of the teams are going to be, good enough to actually like take a quarterback where you would need to draft a quarterback. So the Falcons, which we'll get yeah. to, won't be able to do that. So could they be... that? It, it kind of feels like the whole stars lining thing, but you know what happened last year? We did the same exact thing with Lamar. And what did they do? They just rolled out Ritter and brought in Taylor Heineke. So I, we'll I think see. from an organizational standpoint, I don't know if it makes as much sense for them. It probably does make more sense than paying and trading for Lamar than that did last year. But that's, that, that's the winter wonderland fairy tale that everybody's going to be trying to sell themselves on with Justin Fields. But I will, uh, I'll, I'll take a pass on it.
1: Yeah, man, you're just hoping and praying right now, all those fields owners. So uh we'll move on from the, the trailers. Yeah. 2.0. Yeah. I mean, 1.0, 2.0. Yeah. Either way. He's still starting at least uh, there's that um, we'll go on to the other side of this game with the Minnesota Vikings. And then we'll get into the green Bay Packers, Minnesota, Kirk cousins, free agent. Everyone thought he was going to at least get the extension before the season. So Kirk cousins is a free agent and technically that is a completely open spot. I do feel like Kirk cousins is going to go back to Minnesota. It seems like all of the, the feeling you get from just the team from the players that this is kirk cousins job and they're going to just figure out a interim kind of whether Dobbs comes back for the start of the season uh, again a, a high leverage backup if you want to call it that but a backup quarterback is going to come into minnesota for the first few games of the season until kirk cousins is 100 ready unless kirk is ready to go week one but it seems like that's more or less the situation do you see it differently uh
0: kirk cousins almost guaranteed not going to be ready to go by week one did not have a the you know the the aaron Rodgers, the jk dobbins the cam Akers speed bridge achilles injury like all of these other guys have had he did go with the traditional achilles injury so that's going to be more of that 11 to 12 month timeline it's happening in season probably pup candidate at minimum for coming back for 2024 so what does that look like i mean it 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 does feel like, unfortunately, for Kirk Cousins, he was playing at such a high level here to start off the year before the injury happened. looked like he was probably going to land a long-term or longer-term contract with some team here in the offseason, and it looks like that's probably out the window right now. It just feels like the best situation for everybody at this point, making the best out of it, is to just bring him back on a shorter-term, one-to-two-year contract to see if he can come back and play. And right now, with the way Josh Dobbs is playing, I know it did not look good it did not look good tonight outside of the very last drive that they put together against a bears defense, admittedly playing much better than they've done in the past. So uh, I think the most likely scenario here is that Dobbs and Kirk Dobbs is a starter at the beginning of the 2024 season and Kirk cousins comes back whenever he's ready. Yep.
1: And right there with you. And even if it's not Dobbs, they're going to bring in somebody that's uh, again, a competent backup that has no problem going back to the number 2 on that team as soon as uh, Kirk Cousins is ready. So that's that's what it feels like to me as well. Um I do just want to touch on before we dive into the Packers, Lions because the the situation with Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff has one year deal left or one year left yep. on his deal. Um but he is potentially up for an extension and you know, I guess if if they want to extend him, he's he's younger than everyone thinks. He, he's been in the league for what feels like 15 years, but I think he's only twenty nine years old. Twenty nine. So, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. Well, you know, Goff's still got some some gas left in the tank. Potentially, um, I think he's just getting extended there. He, he's done enough to to keep that job. Hendon Hooker, whatever. Like,
0: there's a backup developmental guy. Nothing more than yep. that. It's. Goff. I mean, it, they're they're eight and three right now at the top of their division. Almost, they look like they're bound to make the playoffs, even though. They they have had some scares here the last two weeks of not playing well at all, getting blown out by the Packers uh, on on Thanksgiving Day. Not not a great look, but you su- you assume that this team is going to ride right the ship. Uh, Obviously, there's some concern. Ben Johnson, almost 0% chance that he's back with the team in 2024. So what does the offense look like without the offensive coordinator that they're running with right now? Hopefully, they've got a guy internally who they can just bring up. Don't know who that is. Uh, I don't don't go into the depths of the coaching trees that much personally, but hopefully they got a guy like that that they could just bring up and keep trying to roll out this offense with. Do you think that Jared Goff, unless, again, something drastic happens, looks like he's up for a long-term extension, again, with –
1: Indeed, uh, with the Lions here in the off season, yeah, I think as a fantasy impact side of things, Jared Goff is the one that I would be probably trying to move this off season. I think he's done well enough. Uh, yes, he should get an extension and he's going to be a starter. But like, if I can find a pivot and, and find a way to move off of Goff, just because I, I I do think he's a very big system guy. Like he did well with McVay for a while, and then it tailed off, and he did well with Ben Johnson, and now. I just it just feels like next year's gonna suck. Like not suck. You know he's gonna be a QB. 2 I mean he's a QB two. Like that's all he is, anyways. But I think you're gonna see it. Like true, tried and true that he is a QB two. But Kirk, um, kurt Cousins kind of is to thought. Dak Prescott as Dak Prescott is to Jared Goff. Yeah, are are they all the same? Like are we we keep putting Dak in that same range? But like I think maybe. he's the next one. I, I think he's the next one. Oh
0: man. The only thing is, like, he didn't have the legs as, you know, like a younger guy that Dak had. But right now, like, Dak doesn't really have that either. It is just like, I I think those three are all in the same vein of the, the amount of time that they will be in the league and playing is much more than people are ever going to give them credit for. for. Sure. And they'll just keep discounting it. And they'll keep
1: getting three to four year extensions until they're 37, 38. And I think that's the big thing with, with Goff, is like, he is going to be a starter in the NFL. Like, I'm not worried about him ever. say ever but losing his job necessarily years old yeah like that that dude'll just keep trucking so um touch on the lines green bay packers jordan love he does have another year on his deal for next year has had very i mean I want to call him a rookie, but he's been around for five years. Like I want to call him a rookie because this is his first year starting. He's making like first year starter mistakes. He's also had flashes where he, he's made some really good throws, really good drives, a lot of young you know, inexperience in that offense as a whole, other than Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I, I feel like he's there next year. Do you think he's a long-term answer?
0: I think you need to see next year to determine that i don't think you can make any wholesale decisions based off of this year because like you said i mean how how you're describing him is exactly i think that's why we always think of him as a rookie because he looks like a rookie out there like you see the flashes and you see the the throws that are just like in in the keyhole on the sideline on the out routes the ones over the middle where he's threading it between three guys and then you see just the boneheaded throwing it and you're like Dude, how did you not see that guy? He's, he's literally right in front of you. How he's not wearing your jersey. That is the other team, Jordan. What are we doing here, bud? The ball but was he, snapped
1: and the linebacker didn't move and you threw it right to that linebacker. What what happened there?
0: But it like it God. does just it feels like he's a rookie. And I, I think you need to go out there. You need to give him another year. Again, like you said, all of his weapons right now. You got two rookie tight ends, or your main two tight ends, even though Luke Musgrave did just go on IR. You've got what was it? 40. I think it was a total of 48 catches on the entire team coming into the year at the wide receiver position. (laughs) Yeah. So like this is, I think this was the direction that the green Bay Packers were going to go. They were going to play with through, they were going to play through their defense and then they were going to try to make Jordan love, see if he could progress with this team. And I think you need to give him another year. I I think he'll play out the year. Do you have somebody better than Sean Clifford as a backup? Does it really matter? Um, my, you'll probably have something better than the Sean Clifford as the backup, maybe. But it's another just developmental know. guy with a very young offense.
1: I don't even know. Like I feel like they're just going to roll out exactly what they had this year. I don't feel like they're going to be drafting for the future. They're going to just they're going to let it ride. They they will let it ride as a, as a dynasty asset. That's scary because it's kind of a one year prove it deal. One year prove that you can make it in the league. Um, and and we'll see if he's going to continue to be the starter. That team. Where are they at in Tankathon right now? They're, I guess, they're five and six. Right. They're, they're in that cluster. They're in that massive cluster right now. They won the game against the Lions, which kind of saved, uh, saved them a little bit. But it, it's scary. They it, it would need to be a fringe playoff or a playoff team next year, I think, to to kind of lock that in uh, and hope he has a job for beyond twenty
0: twenty four. Down the stretch here, they've got Chiefs next week, and then Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears you can probably get two, three more mm-hmm. wins out of that team. So they'll yep. be right in the middle,
1: right in the middle of the pack. Yep, Build around them one more year. Give those young wide receivers uh, another chance to to develop some chemistry and see what happens next year. Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. Just uh, just one to monitor as far as, Next year, panic will be real with Jordan Love. If if things are going well, you can see him getting an extension. If things are going bad, you're going to see people panic selling. So, that one is going to be a uh, a situation to watch. But that pretty you much need, wraps I'm up the Kenny Pickett next year. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's the NFC North for us. Let's uh, the South. There's there's really no team to touch on in the AFC South. Uh, I mean the Tennessee Titans. It's I have to Titans. do yep Yeah, we got to do that one. I at least you know Tannehill's a free agent. They do have, I'm going to say it, but he is on the roster. They have Malik Willis um, and then obviously Will Levis uh, starting right now. It feels like this is kind of like the start of his audition. It feels like this is Will Levis's team right now. Do you think they draft a quarterback or bring anybody else in as far as a true starter, or is it competition for Levis just in case things don't work out? The
0: offense is just so gross, man. Like, can you Can you actually invest anything back – into the quarterback position here. They were rolling out Chris Moore, basically, and Nick Westbrook-Akeen is two of our top wide receivers right now. The Conco experiment is absolutely flopped. Derrick Henry looks like he might actually be washed now, and even though he scored two touchdowns this last week. I mean it, It's bad. He's plotting 10 carries for 30 yards every game. It is, it is brutal streets for Derrick Henry right now. The, the team as a whole just looks like it has no direction, so I don't know what they do. It looks like it's just the the Titans are one of those teams that every year they just seem like they're going to roll the same thing back out there that they were doing the year before. And right now that's not Tannehill. It's Will Levis. He's a top of the second round guy. I think you got to give him a little bit more time than just a year. And he's shown a couple of flashes here and there, but what are you expecting him to do with this team right now? He's throwing a couple of deep shots to D hop to throw him up and, (laughs) What do you I just don't know what this team is ever. They just keep looking like they'd roll out the same exact thing every single year. And it's just never anywhere near good enough to maybe sneak into the back of the playoffs. And unfortunately, with out some other pieces around him right now, Will Levis isn't able to do that. They are a four-and-seven team. Maybe if they sneak their way up into the top end of the top of the draft, maybe they look to do something then. But right now with where it's at, I would say that it's going to end up with Will Levis and you bring up maybe you bring in maybe a backup to replace Malik Willis. Cause I think that experiment's almost over.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's going to be anything um, too expensive. I do feel like based on what we're seeing from, from Levis and, and kind of the direction of this team, it's going to be build around him, give him that one year, the, the Jalen hurts year, so to speak um, as a high end, you know, high second round pick and see what he can do next year if they are awful Uh, they can they can take their chances on 2025 regardless of how we feel about that class or how that class is looking currently Um, that may be another story but yeah i I feel the same way i feel like that kind of wraps up the south like there's really nothing to touch on other than other than that
0: unless you unless you think the titans are doing anything the, the other one here, the, on, the only other quarterback that's going to have any news circulating in the offseason is could Trevor Lawrence get an extension with Jacksonville Jaguars? Because he is the one quarterback from 2021 eligible for a contract that would even be in the conversation of getting a contract extension.
1: Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Trevor Lawrence, all first round quarterbacks. <laughs> you
0: even want to go deeper into that draft class? Like maybe there was some like sixth round guy that even had a little bit of time in the sun. Now, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger wrapped out that 2021 draft oh. class at quarterback. Wolfsy. So bad. Trevor I- Lawrence is the only guy that's that is going oh, yeah. to start. Like more than his rookie year contract, in my opinion, maybe Justin Fields is able to salvage himself, and I know there's a lot of people out there that do think that'll happen. Mac Jones maybe gets somewhere. Zach Wilson maybe you can at best turn into Sam Darnold, but Trevor Lawrence he is up for that extension. Does he get it? I honestly don't think so. Uh, I I don't think you've seen enough to give him a Justin Herbert type of contract, Joe Burrow so type much, of contract.
1: So much hope, so much hope for that draft class. <laughs> so much hope. <laughs> Uh, All right. So moving on here, let's go into the NFC South. Uh, Just to touch on real quick here, the the Saints, you know, Derek Carr, regardless of how people have felt about him, he has been, you know, banged up. He hasn't been awful. He's been he's been Derek Carr. And and I think that's what they expected. Um, He does have fifty two point eight million dollars of dead cap. So he's not going anywhere. That is their starter for twenty twenty four. Uh, whether he lives out or plays out the rest of that contract beyond 24 will, will be, you know, seen from there, but uh, that team's probably going to be flirting. I mean, everything in the South, that whole team or that whole division's just kind of brutal. So they could still make the playoffs and win their division. Uh, sadly. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's a team where, I mean, maybe, Maybe you could give me the argument that like they do actually cut them. They split the dead cap out over the two years, eat 25, 26 million or 20, 25, $30 million a year. You could sell me on that. But again, saints and cash strapped are always living in that kind of purgatory as well. So I don't think that they're going to be able to do that one. Maybe, maybe they where, they, where are they at right now? They're at 12, five and six right now. They're in that kind of cluster in the middle. If they do end up the season, just, being really, really bad right now. They did just lose Rashid Shaheed. They've got Chris Olave out and Michael Thomas on IR. They're rolling out A.T. Perry, Keith Kirkwood, and somebody else as their as uh, their third wide receiver. It's not looking good in in New Orleans right now. Uh, oh yeah, we got old. But Bo- Lynn Bowden as the uh, second that's wide receiver right. currently. That's that's the one that I was forgetting. They've also got Marquez Callaway on the practice squad. So maybe we get some uh, 2021 preseason okay. hype boy back on the streets and back, back on the field to to give us a little bit in the Saints offense. But I don't know. This is a team that could end up very badly down the stretch. Uh, it is playing that NFC South, the NFC South of mid, so Don't really see the moving on for Derek Carr. I think you got to probably eat it for one more year and the saints will do what they do and roll back out. Interesting. Maybe out uh, Davis Allen, right. And head coach in new Orleans right now, maybe he's finally ran out a little bit of course. He's just felt like a guy who's invisible as a head coach down there. Maybe you see something different in 2024, but I do
1: think it's going to be Derek Carr again. Yep. Agreed. That's, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Just touch on that one real quick. Ah, uh, Panthers still going to have Bryce Young. Falcons are going to be the the big mystery. We've seen Desmond Ritter rotated in and out. We've seen uh, Taylor Heineke a little bit. I don't think either of them are the answer at quarterback. But again, this is going to be a team that is that they're a, they're the playoff team, right? They're currently at five and six as well. Like I think they're all five and six. New Orleans, uh, Tampa's four and seven, five and six, five and six. So. They're probably going to win the division based on how the, the offense of of New Orleans currently is banged up, um, but it'll be a battle down the stretch. We'll we'll, we'll watch a, a sub five hundred team make the playoffs. Is is what it feels like from the south. Beautiful. I don't I don't know what they do. Like I just I don't think the draft is the answer for Atlanta. I mean, it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to you're going
0: to have to mortgage a lot here. You're going to have to mortgage a lot to go up and get the get the uh, guy you want because you're probably going to be picking in, in the teens at best if it does fall apart somehow for Atlanta down the stretch and they can't win some more games with Desmond Ritter in there. Right now, they're currently slotted in at 19th, but five and six teams go all the way from 12 to 19 right now. So it doesn't, doesn't say too much about where they are, but I think they're, they're going to be somewhere around that middle of the pack to low twenties right now as it currently stands. And what I project for them for the next couple of weeks here to finish out the season. So it's, it's going to be hard for them to fix it through the draft unless they mortgage a lot of draft capital to do it. We've seen what they've been doing with their high leverage draft capital here in the last couple of you know years under Arthur Smith of not using some of it at times. They definitely have to use a quarterback if they take him. It's an interesting one because this is, this is where we thought they were going to try to address the position last offseason with Lamar Jackson, as we were talking about earlier. I do think that this is one of those guys that it could be the the free agent market that they're really looking to but Where does that come from? If the Baker resigns in Tampa, here that we'll get into Cousins resigns, then you're looking at what Gardner Minshew at best. <laughs> and that doesn't I mean, give you to you,
1: you. You you miss the the big name, which everyone loves to hate. But I mean, he's familiar with the system, and he's a free agent. But old Ryan Tannehill, um, oh. it, it just sadly it makes too much sense, I guess. Is- is man. the way to
0: say it read the reuniting with arthur smith as well but you actually have you you actually have the weapons again you bring back the glory days of the the aj brown and derrick henry in his prime with Bijan drake london and you throw in was that back in delaney walker days that they had those three oh, there yeah, all at the man. same time oh, oh you just, yeah you just re reinvent the wheel on that one to get oh. ryan Tannehill back in that system i could as gross as it sounds as gross as it sounds, it does make a lot of sense.
1: I mean, I really think it's Ryan Tannehill, or they trade. Like, I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield if they, if Tampa doesn't re-sign him. But it's Tannehill as competition for Ritter. I don't think Ritter's going anywhere. And then maybe what trade for Mac Jones, trade for Justin Fields. Like those are like the only viable quarterbacks that could compete. And you give give that you know. Young quarterback a shot. I don't even think. I don't even think Fields is a realistic possibility. I do think it's more or less like Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Like even though Mac Jones isn't mobile, oh, really, might rather have Taylor Heineke than Mac Jones right now. But I... we've seen efficiency out of of Mac Jones, and I think that's the whole thing. Is like he he can do it. He can, and if they put him in a system where they have a very good run game, has some weapons, kind of. Keep it's a fair, structure, right? I, it could I think work. as
0: much as they've given up on him, he's given up on them as well. It's that's dysfunctional. He he needs something else. I, I do think that there's still some good left in
1: Mac Jones, but it's never happening in new England. Yep. So that's the, the, the kind of the mystery there with the Falcons. I do think Ritter is more or less in a competition um, going into next year. I think it's going to be like a bring in Tannehill and it's like, Oh, well we'll see what it is or they'll bring in somebody else and, if but they end I,
0: up in that high teen area, do you think they could go for that like Bo Nix, Michael Penix? That that's where I think that they could get the rookie quarterback.
1: I could see it. Like it depends on really what their needs are when we get to the to get to to draft season, and if they are, I mean, even at nineteen, like that's a that's a playoff team, like that's the final playoff team. But like at nineteen, they're right there. It's it's possible. It's absolutely possible. QB. I mean qb three qb four in the class like it just depends on how they evaluate them um i do think there's some some potential fits for them for sure so i wouldn't rule it out but i don't i don't really know what they need as a whole to make that team better so maybe it's just quarterback <laughs> that'll fix everything right
0: Quarterback and a little bit more efficiency from the quarterback. Uh, it yeah, it's because they've got all the weapons there, right? It's is Arthur is is Arthur Smith not scheming the offense because of what he's lacking at quarterback, or is it because that's just how Arthur Smith
1: schemes offenses? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So then, getting into the the other team that needs to be talked about here is the Bucs. Uh, I, I think both of us are kind of feeling that Baker Mayfield has done enough to. Get a contract extension. Maybe it's a two-year type of deal. I don't think it's anything long term, but I feel like he's going to be back in, in Tampa. It just feels right. Team it, loves him.
0: It, it feels right as well. And then I keep looking at their record in their four and seven. And I, 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 I know it doesn't feel that different. Uh, we keep talking about all these like five and six teams, and those teams aren't have don't have any question to move on. And then I look at the four and seven team, and I'm like they really like really we're you gonna go back to a quarterback and give an extension to a quarterback that just took us to you know six wins on the year is that really where we're going i know the team likes him but if if they end up picking in the top 10 um maybe it's baker gets a one-year deal and you draft a quarterback it seems more reasonable than a lot a lot of other scenarios for tampa right now
1: yeah and just looking at tankathon, so everyone that that is out there, like four and eight, the number four overall pick right now currently is the Chicago Bears at four and eight, and then all the way to five and six is going to be Atlanta at the 19 slot, which is a playoff team. Like that is that is the the variance that you're going to see playing out over the next few weeks as we wrap this season up. You're going to see so many of these teams playing each other you're going to see teams separate out so uh this this cluster right here from four all the way to 19 will change drastically and and gosh it's wild seeing buffalo at six and six missing the playoffs currently but anyways (laughs) that's nuts (laughs) um yeah that's that's just the cluster that we have right now that's just kind of how the playoffs are currently slated
0: if Baker doesn't resign in Tampa, is he a starting quarterback in the NFL week one, 2024?
1: I feel like you lined it up perfectly. Like he is he is a he's a starter. He's going to be one of those guys that is in a competition. And I feel like those are the situations that you need to look for in fantasy. Is the situations where yes, there's a potential starter there, but there's going to be competition. Whether that's a rookie and they draft someone in the middle, middle of the first, or they bring someone else in, it just feels like they're not going to just let Baker just take the reins and go. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. So I do feel like wherever he is at, it's going to be kind of a stopgap situation where it's like a one or two year deal. We'll, we'll give you this year maybe and, and see if the rookie can come in or they draft a rookie the following year. That's just kind of the feel of it. But yeah, man, eh. I don't think Baker's uh one of the I don't think he's a goth where he's just going to go somewhere and like get a 3-year deal. So, yeah. let let me see let me see if he if he doesn't end up if he
0: playing the theoretical game of if he didn't resign there, give him to me as the stopgap in Minnesota or send him over to that Falcons team. Those those are the two. Maybe maybe Washington as well, but again, I'm I'm sold on Sam Howell being the starter there, so I'm not going to call
1: that one out. Yeah, if he didn't resign like, there, give me give me Minnesota or Atlanta. I, New England, if they don't draft a quarterback. Um Washington, I know, feels gross, but Washington, I don't think he goes to Minnesota just because I feel like he wants to start. Um, and I, I don't think he's going to be stealing the job from Kirk Cousins. So I think he wants to start more than just a stopgap, you know, Brissett Dobbs type of situation. Uh could see the Falcons makes the most sense las vegas which we'll get into right now actually might as well yeah that (laughs) that one that one was
0: the 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 last one that i was kind of eyeing like maybe if they if they go the same way however this one we'll just get yeah go right into las vegas it's a rookie quarterback if it's not aiden o'connell it's a rookie quarterback the reason why josh mcdaniels got fired was because they wanted to go up and trade for bryce young and then they rolled out Jimmy G, paid him all the money, and now he's guaranteed contract all the way through 2024, and they cleaned house of everybody who was associated with that decision. So, I don't see any way that Mark Davis here doesn't just go for the rookie quarterback route that he wanted last year and couldn't have because of the because of the head coach
1: that he hired. So, r- rookie quarterback there. All right, so let's Unless they, they, Aiden
0: O'Connell's blowing it up, but I don't think that's sustainable throughout the rest of the year.
1: So, so what what you mentioned Jimmy G. We're just going to brush that off. Like what happens with Jimmy G? Like they're going to bring in obviously a new regime, but it's going to be a new situation. This team, they've been playing decent, but they're, again, they're in that same cluster that they could be the fourth or they could be the 19th pick or, you know, that kind of tier. If he's locked in, like what, do you just cut him? Do you, do you make him groom the, the rookie, you know, teach Aiden O'Connell or teach whatever, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy. They're currently ninth in cap
0: space right now. $52.5 million on SPO track projected for 2024. Eat it. I think they're eating it. I legitimately think they're just they, whatever way that they can get every taste of the New England Patriots old organization out of that locker room. Like, what is he doing right now? I have not heard a thing about Jimmy G for ever since McDaniels got fired and this whole organization just basically split and is now celebrating like where was I really want to know where was Jimmy G in the locker room whenever they won that first game with the interim head coach and after the firing <laughs> and where where was Jimmy G was he was he smoking stogies with the boys and just celebrating that basically everybody in his inner circle that he knew just got canned I I'd, I kind of highly doubt it I'm very interested to know what Jimmy G is doing on a day to day at that Raiders facility right now but unless uh, We've heard from San Francisco that he's, he was typically loved by everybody in the locker room. So yeah. if if that's the case, maybe he maybe he's you know gotten along well with everybody in the locker room, regardless of his kind of previous affiliation with all these guys. But I don't see. I don't. I don't know. I, I want to know more about Jimmy G. But in my mind, I don't think it's a good situation. And there's a little bit of that nasty taste in the mouth hangover from everything else. And if that's the case, if that's the case, and I'm purely speculating that that is, then I think he's just there, just going to eat the dead cap and go.
1: There's a few quarterbacks that are aging out of the league and, you know, may or may not be around in 2025. Do you think Jimmy G is a starter again in the NFL? Not due to injury, but is he the outright starter because he's the best talent on the team? Outside of injury, no. Okay. That's a wrap <laughs> nah, nah, outside of injury.
0: No nah. the The only way is like he gets another shot because of an injury and then he becomes a starter because he played well while serving in for the injured guy. Like, I don't think anybody's giving like, Hey, GBG, like you want to come in and have a quarterback battle and win it out.
1: And even if he does go into that quarterback battle, does he win it out? Probably not. That's fair. It's totally fair. I could, I could also see him just being like, I'm done. I'm going to take my guaranteed. Oh, it's just,
0: you know, who really needs him? The Patriots need him back. That's, what's going to turn oh, the Patriots shoot. organization around needs to be saved up there with Jimmy G going back to the Patriots system. Don't
1: even put that out there. All right, let's wrap things up here with the, uh, the NFC West. We still have some other things to touch on as far as rookies. Uh, so we do have some stuff here. Uh, just going to skip through the 49ers brock purdy's there that's the wrap if you want to argue or debate that hit us up because you're wrong uh brock purdy is the quarterback for the san francisco 49ers
0: he's going to be playing for under a million dollars next year because he's not eligible for a contract extension because
1: he's only going into year three yep so that one's done los angeles rams believe it or not uh, matt stafford is not going anywhere He's owed way too much money unless he decides to retire, which I don't know why he would want to. He's going to be back next year. He's he's he- already
0: said in interviews every single time this year, every time he's done interviews, he's like, I got two, three more years left in me. No way yeah. outside of drastic injury. He's retiring. He'll be the starter for the, for, for the Rams in 2024.
1: Yep. And I think probably beyond that as well, based on, you know, barring, elbow shoulder body holds up so uh i feel like we can skip that one the one that i don't want to talk about uh i just let's just go to it i have to uh, Ari- man. I have to. arizona cardinals and and i know i know kyler murray he's back he looked good he's got the contract he's a good quarterback he's a good nfl quarterback i know there's been drama around the situation but that team is bad that team is bad they are going to be a mm-hmm. drafting in the top three top four maybe maybe kyler can win them a game or two and get them out of the drake may caleb williams sweepstakes so let's just play play the hypothetical here they lock in the 102 i don't think they're getting the 101 from the panthers or the bears i guess so they lock in the 102 they're in the drake may sweepstakes you think they're taking a quarterback
0: I personally don't, but I understand the argument. So the the argument's going to be you trade, you trade the Kyler Murray for a haul. You're rebuilding the organization anyway. They've played tough for you as well right now, so that's honestly props to Gannon for making them go out there and play losing football for the most part, but playing a lot better than anybody thought they would this year, even though it hasn't turned into anything more than two wins so far, one of those being with Kyler Murray in the first game back. I don't think they do, though, man. Like I, it, it looks, from everything I've heard, at least, like it sounds like Kyler Murray is actually ingrained within this team a little bit. Looks like he's actually shown that everything from the organization maybe it's all a front by them. Maybe they're putting out all of the good PR to hype up Kyler Murray, say that he's such a good... Like, he, he's really turned it around. He's the, he's the pros, pro, vets vet guy, so that they can sell him to other teams as actually a functional asset, unlike what was in the previous offseason where he never studied, played call of duty and nobody wanted him or liked him. That was the narrative back then. So maybe it's just a whole PR campaign and they're doing really well with it. I don't really believe it. Like you said, you know what you have with Kyler Murray, at least a little bit. He's looked just like Kyler Murray before the ACL. There's n- looked like no downturn from that, from the time before it. His rushing is there. Everything looks like it's still Kyler Murray. I think they keep him and I think they trade out of that pick. Or they take your guy and Marvin Harrison.
1: Marvin Harrison. I've been I've been stamping that. I've been I've been all over that for all off season. Everyone was thinking Kyler's gonna get traded. I'm still one million percent on board for the Cardinals taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe it's not at the two, maybe they trade back a pick. Don't know the the, the thing is you have the bears up there who is who'd also potentially be a a problem there. But if you can trade back to the three E and just give up Drake may and get yourself Marvin Harrison, they're drafting Marvin Harrison, they're drafting Marvin Harrison. That's it. That's a wrap. I I don't want to hear anything about it. They are not. They are not trading Kyler Murray. They're not trading Kyler Murray. there's it's just it's such a tough thing in the nfl to hit on a quarterback and i know you can debate what you think about kyler murray as a nfl quarterback as a fantasy quarterback his health whatever they gave him the extension they believed in him enough It wasn't this bad.
0: organization that gave him the extension though
1: it was the it was the organization it wasn't this regime but yes i i get you, i get your point you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but he they have a young tight end who seems to be emerging. They found a nice little piece in Michael Wilson, Hollywood as a potential piece to to re-sign and stay there. Have Marv, you just kind of build around it. They they have a they have some pieces where they can still build around them. I just I don't see why you would want to trade Kyler Murray and just hope that Drake May becomes kyler murray like it's what people other, do all the time uh, other that's so true other than other than the fact of kind of what we talked about earlier was the fact that like it's a rookie contract like that would be the only like selling point that you could even get me on it's like oh yeah you know what it's a quarterback on a rookie deal and if he is kyler murray or better then you win but if he's not you lose that's, that's the
0: art that's the art that's the argument you you can build around a rookie quarterback for the next four to five years with the rookie quarterback contract that we've all seen. If you if you can do it within that time frame, that's how you really get to the Super Bowl very, very quickly. Is you have the rookie quarterback yep. contract, you build everything around it within two years and hope that the quarterback hits within that time. Then that third year on that rookie contract, you're hopefully playing for massive, massive playoff implications or even a Super Bowl. Like that's kind of the game plan and the narrative to how you get there that's the devil's advocate argument that i i would make and again with you like i think i think all i think all options are still on the table though if what what do they get in compensation if they trade out of that if they do end up with like the number two pick what's the compensation if they trade out of that pick can they trade back get some compensation and still draft marv if somebody's coming up for the quarterback um I i think that's It's definitely a likely outcome. Could they what does the actual trade market look like for Kyler Murray and taking on the contract? And I think that's a big part of why they might not get as much for Kyler Murray, even if they just wanted to trade out of one of those picks. Comparatively to what you're getting for Kyler Murray and the team to take on the contract, it's probably not going to work out for a lot of teams, and you're going to have to find the team with enough significant draft capital to do it. Like you said, it's a very hard, it's a very hard trade to make, and it's a very hard trade to get all the capital that you would think kyler murray would still warrant throughout the league it's difficult so um, i'm with you i think it's kind of like the lamar jackson situation that we were dealing with last year a little bit of like there's just a lot of moving pieces to make that work around the league and so i think they were i think they're going to run it back with kyler and try to trade out of one of those two picks and if they can land that marvin harrison jr especially if they can get that number two overall trade back and then still get marv i think that's their perfect outcome scenario we'll see what happens though uh I, 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 I'm not saying it's locked in, guaranteed that Kyler's not moving as much as you are, though. I do
1: think that they're going to entertain it. You, you're not wrong. Like as an organization, you'd be you'd be stupid not to at least listen to see what is the best deal on the table for your team. How can you best improve your team? um I and, and you know, as much as I would love for for Kyler and Marv to be teamed up. Realistically, like the the best thing is for them to either move out of the number two overall pick and move down, if you know even a few slots, and and if Mar falls there, great. But realistically, it is to trade out of that pick completely, build around Kyler. You still have this is a very deep wide receiver class. You have the potential to get uh, a wide receiver if they trade down. Still, you still have the the Texans pick, which even though the Texans are going to be in the teens there's a shot they missed the playoffs and you can get yourself you know wide receiver three four five of this class which is still going to be very good like truly they have a lot of different options that are going to be best i would love for it to be marv that's more or less for fantasy purposes i think than anything but uh organizationally yeah i think you make the decision on what you're going to do you're either going to trade that top pick or you're trading kyler murray and that's going to be the best route to improve your team
0: last five games for the cardinals this season Steelers, 49ers, Bears, Eagles, Seahawks. That Bears game. Got one win. That Bears Yo. game is pivotal. I think they could pick up a win against the Steelers or the Seahawks right now. They it could. It's I mean, yeah, it, it's possible. Like it you can but. take one of those, but it could it could legitimately come down to that Bears game if the Bears Oh man. The
1: Bears added, keep winning, man. Bears we got we got Justin Fields out there winning games. Not worried not worried (laughs)
0: it'd be it'd be interesting to see what the bears would be incentivized to do right there to see what they could do potentially for their own draft pick um may may need to let the may need to let the cardinals win that one so you can lock in that 101 that the panthers have
1: maybe maybe all right so last team we need to touch on here is gonna be the seattle seahawks they are a playoff team really comes down to to gino's contract Uh, he does not have the fun Danny Dimes contract where next year is guaranteed. I think he only has $17 million in guarantees for 2024. However, based on how this team is playing, it seems like Gino's going to be the starter for next year. It's going to be a matter of long-term is Gino the answer and will Seattle take a quarterback at some point in this draft to be the heir apparent? Maybe that's a, they trade up into the second. Or maybe they have a, a late first, or you know, in the in the low twenties, where they end up taking one of these quarterbacks. Do you feel like Geno's just locked and loaded for twenty twenty four?
0: No, not at this point anymore. There's been too much inconsistency with Geno's play in this offensive production. It's not anything like it was last year. You know, when it was when we were tossing the ball at seventy two percent completion rates. Gino was looking like he had fully resuscitated his career. No, I, I, I don't think there's anything that's saying he's a locked-in starter for all of 2024, and they're going to keep rolling back out there. I think kind of like how uh, kind of like I was saying, that Kenny Pickett's going to determine a lot what they do potentially in the offseason with how these next couple of games go for them down the stretch. If this team goes and they falter down the end and they don't make the playoffs like that, they're, they're a playoff team right now, but they're in that cluster at 6-5 and five right now. They definitely don't have any lock to be a playoff team for sure right now. And if that happens, what does it look like if they're a one and done in the playoffs? I know a lot of people are calling for this team to potentially be like a NFC Championship playoff Super Bowl caliber team. I don't think that that's the Seattle Seahawks that we're currently seeing right now. Maybe they can get back to it, but for we haven't seen that Seattle Seahawks team for a while. I don't think that Geno is locked into that. Even if they are picking in those teams, we kind of saw that a little bit last year. They had the better pick because they traded, they had somebody else's pick, I believe, in the draft last year where they were getting the JSN pick. But it could be this year that they are, even if they're in that teens to 20s area, that could be where we're looking at a quarterback potentially or a second round quarterback. I think you got to have a little bit of an insurance policy here for Gino because unless it picks up like it did in 2022, I don't think we've seen the same Gino in 2023 to give you any significant, any significant confirmation that that's a quarterback you want to bet on in the future as an organization.
1: Yeah, it does feel like they're going to be in the quarterback market whether that's I mean it feels like it's going to be the draft. Like they they I don't think there's a free agent out there that's going to come in. I don't think it's necessarily like vet competition. It feels like this is a draft a quarterback. Gino will get the opening day start unless that rookie comes in and just smashes and they just see if Gino can do it. If if it's not looking pretty, then they rotate into the rookie. But I don't think it's a vet situation. It feels like they're going to draft someone. Maybe in the first round, maybe in the early second type of situation where they can trade up, but um, that's just the vibes you're getting right now out of out of uh, Seattle. And they look like they're going
0: to be fighting for a playoff spot pretty hard down the stretch, too. Next three games are 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys. Or actually Cowboys, 49ers, then Eagles. And then you have Titans, Steelers, Cardinals to wrap it up. You're going to put this team at 6-8 and eight with three games left down the stretch. They're going to be fighting tooth and nail for that wild card spot with San Francisco running away with the NFC West
1: yeah so that it'll be definitely interesting to watch i mean that wraps up kind of just the 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 carousel the the kind of breakdown of each one i do want to like have us look at some of the rookies real quick we did talk about the big you know six so to speak there's there's a couple other names that are of note like I don't know how I, we we're all awful at judging quarterbacks, and I think that's the the thing is the NFL gets it wrong. We talked about the twenty twenty one class and and how everyone was trading up. Oh, you had Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, and oh, Justin Fields, what a value! And look at Mac Jones; he might be the best quarterback of this class. And everyone had such high hopes for that class, and now it's just meh. Like it's, I mean, awful. If you really want to go, it's not even meh. You got Caleb, you got Drake. After that, we do have some questions, though. There is some talent for sure, but it's you know players that need development. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy, all names that kind of stand out. Um, Quinn Ewers, but it sounds like he's going back. Riley Leonard had some hope before the injury. There's that one. Carson Beck is another one uh, from Georgia see what he can actually be but he doesn't have that kind of arm talent so truly it's like like that big six but this could be a very good quarterback class for you know NFL purposes as far as developmental guys maybe establishing backups maybe some of these guys are just system guys that can come in and start games so I do think this is going to be a very interesting quarterback class so having said that when you look at the list of teams we had I mean what we had the patriots the bears i'm putting the commanders in there the falcons the raiders seahawks bucks like those are like the ones i feel like are locked in to for sure be taking quarterback Steelers. we can throw them in there if you want to but that's like a, a hit or miss giants kind of same situation vikings packers i mean it seems like there's about Six to seven teams that are like locked in for sure, interested in quarterback. So through the,
0: through the drafts, a little bit different. The yeah, draft. there's a, there's a couple of those that you know maybe not the the big ones for me that I'm really going to be looking at: Patriots, Bears, the Las Vegas Raiders, Bucks, more than likely in that like second round range, and the Seahawks in that kind of range too. I've kind of lumped both of those teams together, and then the yep. Falcons depending upon what they do in free agency. I think they could go the free agency route a little bit closer to than the quarterback route or the, or the rookie draft route. Those are kind of the ones that I'm looking at though. Patriots, bears, giants, Falcons, bucks, Seahawks are my six that I would really name out. I'm not, again, we have a couple of different ones in there, but a lot of the same ones that I think we'll probably have a pretty good shot to see four for quarterbacks go to Vikings is an interesting one as well. If Dobbs does flame out here down the stretch, if, they want to bring in somebody who's a little bit more developmental and then the jets as well. uh, Another one that we could easily see the developmental quarterback go to more so in that second to third round though, than the first or first or second that we're really hyped up about here.
1: Exactly. I think that's, that's the big key thing there. I do think a few of those are like more second round guys. Uh, But yeah, that that late first is definitely nothing to, to dismiss either. So when you have guys like, you know, Knicks, Penix, uh, you know, j.j mccarthy that that could go in that same kind of range it's it's a it's a very interesting class to monitor just because it's like they fit into a situation where yes they could all start i mean we've, we've had 10 rookie quarterbacks start already this year that which is wild for a class that we were just like what the heck so next year's class if it's if it's better but a couple of these guys are going going to gonna go to situations where they are developmental guys or or they're kind of behind a, a locked in starter how confident are you with, with looking at the big picture these six quarterbacks that we're look, we're talking about that are rookies all of the current NFL starters quote unquote you know we can put Jimmy G in there not who, who is who is not starting next year that is starting right now starting next year that's starting right now well again i mean just looking at it
0: you're not I, I don't believe you're having justin fields week one starter in 2024 don't believe you're having mac Jones, bailey Zappi, whatever you make of that situation right now desmond ritter not starting right now aiden o'connell jimmy g both not starting right now then i mean we're looking at the one the later ones on the list um you will have the Kirk cousins not starting week one of next year um, Dime's not starting week one of next year. So both of those, either free agency or developmental quarterbacks to put behind as well. Outside of that, as much as we complain about what the, the the lack of quarterback talent that we have in the league, I don't see all that many just step into week one openings as much as we really think that there probably are across the league. It's just a hell of a lot of injuries, man. And the thing that yeah. I think could drive it is how much – like. How high do teams go to ensure backup quarterbacks starting next year? As we keep seeing these teams, the the teams like the the teams like the Bengals, where you have Joe Burrow and then you have nothing else. You have Jake Browning and your playoff hopes are just done because you don't have anything else. Like sure it was a sixth or seventh round developmental guy, but do teams start reaching up into like the second or third round, even just to secure a backup because they just don't want their entire starting. season. They they don't want their entire season to just die whenever you have one of these type of injuries. It's hard to invest that much capital into the same position just as the the insurance, but at least maybe maybe more so of these the, the free agents that we were talking about, some of these guys that could be cut like the Jimmy G's, all of those guys start to back up and we get a little bit more depth through that role. But right now, as much as we complain about the quarterback market and where where it's at right now with a lot of not really producing talent it's more so just right now because of injury than i think it is with open spots going into 2024 i think probably only three or four of these guys really step into a week one day one starter role
1: i think that's the thing is injuries are going to happen it happens every single year we have competitions where we're going to see the backup end up coming in and, and becoming the starter or rookies that um, are, are in a situation where they have like a, a vet that presence there 50 plus quarterbacks have started every year for like the past three or four years. It's gone 50. up every year, regardless
0: of what the NFL tries to do every year with yeah. protecting the quarterbacks. They keep getting hurt at even at a higher rate than before.
1: Yeah. We've had 54 already this year, 66 last year. I think it was like in the high fifties the year before that. The thing is, is these guys are going to get opportunities. So when you have young talent that gets opportunities, huge for your dynasty roster, huge for fantasy. So then that leads me into where you've always been a big high leverage backup quarterback owner, where you want to have offenses from, or you want to have quarterbacks that are in good offenses, even if they're backups. How, how is that? How are you utilizing that at this point to improve your roster, improve your team? Like, what is your theory behind the backup quarterback
0: i've always been we've we've talked about it before on this podcast i've always been on the rostering a couple of the high leverage backup quarterback guys because if they get into the role one you can probably just plug them directly into where they're where they're going to be used and two they also have a little bit of liquidity on the market as as we've seen in superflex i mean you see teams just scrambling if they're the competing teams that just lost the joe burrow they lost the daniel jones throughout the beginning portion of the year even though you're Probably not a competing team if you were doing that right now, right? But all all these high-leverage quarterbacks that are actually going down, the competing teams are having to be left scrambling. And so there is a little bit of a market that we've seen drop Mm -hmm. kind of like the RB on a 53 market along with the backup quarterback market of rostering a bunch of these guys and trying to flip them for thirds and fourths to the teams that need them in super flex leagues to try to capitalize on that market. I've always been into that, and I'm not going to get into it too much because I know we do have the... Roster construction breakdown series that Scott yes. Connors doing right now. Did the tight ends and the running backs this? Uh, the tight ends a week ago, the running backs this last Monday or yes, the last Monday, yesterday for y'all. As most of y'all are going to be listening to this, don't know when he's going to be doing the quarterbacks next. We'll see. But I'm going to let him get into a little bit more of the strategy. He's definitely the the larger mind on true just roster construction strategy, especially when it comes to these lineup leagues. You and me, we kind of split between the best ball and the lineup leagues as well. The, the theory is completely different between the two, I think, but there is going to be a lot more of a backup quarterback market. Let's got talk a little bit more to the overall strategy of it. But even if these guys don't get don't get into the role right away, don't just absolutely devalue them. Like we saw we saw the Will Levis get absolutely tanked. And I know this was a lot just because we didn't a lot of people didn't like him as a prospect. But as soon as Ryan Tannehill wasn't starting, he got tanked down to like you could probably get a get him for a third. And then he starts the game, and he's right back up to where he was. And people were sending twenty-five firsts for Will Levis as soon as he started one game again. Like, do do not be worried about these guys if they don't start because they will. They're going to get the opportunity at some point, and whenever they do, all that they have to do is show out once, and they'll go right back up to the value that we we thought they could potentially have. So don't be worried if they do go up. and do go into a backup role where they're not going to be starting right away. They might be in a competition. It shouldn't really affect your value
1: evaluation of them at all. Yeah. Do you think that, that, that kind of market, that, that variance, I guess you would call it the, was, is more there with rookies. Like you mentioned, you know, Will Levis was absolutely in the dumps um, thinking he was the third string quarterback behind Malik Willis. And you, some people draft him in the back of the first, and now you could barely get a third for him. And then all of a sudden,
0: at draft, day. at draft day, he was still going around the 1-2 turn. And then by the time you got to the season, he was probably yes. worth maybe a third. I got him for $10 startup fab on one of our $1,000 auctions. <laughs> and then a week after he starts his first game, he's back up to be two seconds or a 25 first. I mean, you I, traded
1: him for a 25 first. I, I remember that trade. Like, yeah, I that, that one
0: him. was right after I drafted him. I drafted him at the 202 and then traded him for the 25 first immediately.
1: I guess that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Timing, timing of that meant everything. But yeah, I mean, you you probably could have got that same first, probably could have got a 24 first if you if you tried right after that four touchdown performance. So um, those types of fluctuations happen, especially with rookies, because if you see those flashes from rookies, everyone's so reactionary. It's it's not quite the same when I mean, heck, Josh Dobbs, though, like Dobbs has played well up until this past game that we, we witnessed, you know, the picks were there this time, but People are wanting. I, I got rejected on a second for for Dobbs. So like I'm like I don't know what else you want from me at this point in time, but I can't give you a first for for Josh Dobbs. It's just not. I just I can't do it. So uh, it's people it's, get
0: wild. it's crazy because of the production that he's putting up. Even from the time wow. that he was on the Cardinals to two weeks ago, he was a top six producer in a lot of leagues at the quarterback position. <laughs> the the combination one. of the rushing yards and the he was able to do enough through the air and then have the rushing yards to go along with it. We've seen a little bit of the fall off here the last two weeks, but it was, it was truly just a production based evaluation of him. A lot like Sam Howell has been for a lot of this season, especially if you're like you and you don't think he's going to be starting in 2024. Definitely all based into solely a production because Sam Howell's up there in top 10 quarterbacks in almost every single format as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's a, Interesting times, interesting markets, and uh, every league's going to be different. Uh, this was the quarterback carousels. Anything else you want to touch on here with, whether it be rookies, free agents to be, backup quarterbacks you're interested in kind of holding and acquiring this offseason?
0: This is the, the, the reason that I... per. That I personally love to do this exercise is just to look at the quarterbacks and evaluate because you, with the way we play we build a lot of these win now teams where it's not really built up through a lot of stable acquisition or it's not a lot built up through a lot of stability within the quarterback a lot of times a lot of times we do have a couple of middling quarterbacks here and so navigating that market is extremely important and so I want the guys that I do believe will have roles in 2024 and I want to start to pivot off the guys that don't really have that looking forward if I can. Now, some guys, they lose that role during the season. If you bought into some cheap Jimmy G, you're probably you're going to lose every bit of value on that asset. It's tanking to zero. But if you can navigate within here and find the ones that are still going to have that starting role come 2024, that's where I really like to do this evaluation and process and try to figure out where I can hold at least a little bit, like a one- to two-year term of stability within the quarterback position right now. That's where that's how I wanna play this and where I'm really looking at. I'm not really doing this to look at, you know, Josh Allen's not gonna move. That doesn't give you any out like that doesn't give you any value to do the do the process but it does give you a little bit of value of where's the quarterbacks that are in a little bit more of a danger zone for their production going into 2024 and what are the guys that you feel a little bit more confident about you can listen to us and our evaluations of it i encourage you to do the process on your own as well and go through and actually map out what does it look like if this quarterback goes here because there's only 32 spots that are going to have the insulated value of being like a week one or in competition starter probably like 36 going into the year So make sure you want to try to find the guys that you think are going to be locked into that top 36 area so that they'll still have some insulated value going into 2024 and give you a little bit of production, at least at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Check out DestinationDebbie.com. You can find out all of the tools that you can potentially want or need there to help plan, process and dominate your fantasy leagues. So there's tons of articles. Cody's dropping his waiver wire article there. You can find us in the Discord. You can hit us up on Twitter or X. I guess I need to keep keep adapting to, to the to the youngins and, and just call it X finally. Um, at Cody Smith, TFDR, at Trophy Chase, TFDR. And, and yeah, if you can join the Discord or if you can join any level of DestinationDebbie.com, make sure you check those tiers out. See what works best for you. And this will be the best way to improve your fantasy Experience your process, help you win leagues. Anything else you want to add before we wrap out? Nah, Chase, we're already a minute and thirty, bitch, into this thing. Wraps on out of here. <laughs> all right. So uh, again, make sure you do follow us. Make sure you are part of the Discord in that Heisman is where you're going to have access to all of the content creators at Destination Devi. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Overreaction Podcast.